this is the third cold that I've had since uh, like Christmas, and this is this is off of a like almost two year streak of no illness whatsoever. But we're back. America is back. It's almost like masks helped. Almost, almost like masks and social distancing kind of worked. But now you know America's back, and America runs on Duncan, and I've been dunking my nose and tissues. Yo, I almost came to you with like a proposal today, just to have like a like just just discuss maybe not like an ode to Dunkin' Donuts bagels is the wrong word, but just to discuss how incredible the bagels at Dunkin' Donuts are. I haven't had one ever. No, I, I I've rarely had Dunkin' Donuts growing up in the West because like it was always an East Coast thing that I associated with people that I didn't really care for from Boston. I mean, I, like. When for I went to college, for sure, but that's that's like a testament to to its uh, quality, I suppose. Is that you know, mm. like Dunkin's for everyone, but they're bagels. Yeah, I don't drink coffee anymore, and like when I go to get a donut, I like it to be a more intentional journey than going to Dunkin' Donuts. The dude who just will like house twenty dollars of Taco Bell needs a, needs a fucking purpose for a donut. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you need a purpose for a donut, a low quality. Low quality donuts are still good donuts, but like to go out of your way, a donut is like, if I'm going to get a donut, I want it to be a donut of substance. Like otherwise it's a donut of like a low quality donut I will consume out of convenience, not out of intention to like to go to Dunkin' Donuts to get a, a donut. I don't drink coffee really either. So like there's no reason for me to go to a Dunkin' Donuts. Fucking crestfall. Well, please right tell now. me the bagels. Tell me about the bagels. Well, like. First off, I feel like I need to defend Dunkin' Donuts' donut character now. Like, there was just an ad hominem attack on fucking Dunkin'. They're donuts of no consequence. That's, that's my, they're good donuts. That's my epithet they're for, good donuts. for donut, donut donuts. Donut holes are incredible. You can just eat a million of them. It's not like you, like, like, they don't, for some reason, feel as bad as eating regular donuts. Like, you just eat 20 and not feel like you ate a bunch of donuts. Um, they're the little hole from the donut. That's why they're called donut mm -hmm. holes. Um... Lesser known fact. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a secrets out here. We'll get we'll get into the explainers later. Um, but no, the bagels. So they're not like a normal. It's not like you're like, like awesome New York bagel. Like that's not what we're talking about. We're not even talking about like a middle class New York bagel. Like it's like almost like of the Thompsons bagel, not the English Thomas's, not Thompson Thomas's bagel. The nooks and crannies. Yeah, but the, they're bagels, like the ones you can just buy in the sleeve. Um. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, but the best, the best version. And it's just like, they cost like nothing. Like you're out of there for like a buck 75 for a bagel and cream cheese, which is like, again, like 50 cents cheaper, 75 cents. I guess cream cheese is a little more expensive, but like $3 now. But, um, no, they're just a great bagel. And I was like, of all people, David will appreciate a Dunkin' Donuts bagel. And I just, I come and get just slapped by cold reality. That you don't like Duncan. I think we found no, Duncan's. We found the the one gap in your fast food resume. I'm guessing they exist in they they exist in Denver now. Yeah, they. There's several of them. They expanded. But I don't know when. Like I was in on the East Coast, like, and I was in Maine. That itch was always scratched by Tim Hortons, which felt more of like a novelty or a forbidden fruit to be able to eat it in the south of the border. It's just worse. Like it's not there's I the mean donut holes are so good and they're called Timbits. <laughs> like first off, weird. Like just strange. Like especially because like it's like a gr I don't even know. There's two there's Tim Hortons in Detroit, and I prefer Duncan uh ninety-nine times out of a hundred if I had the choice. The problem was the Tim Hortons was right next to the building I worked at, so I ended up getting Tim Hortons a little bit more often than I probably would have liked. But Dunkin's just superior. Okay, make me a Dunkin' Donuts order because I don't know if I've ever actually eaten it like in legitimately like outside of the uh, the bus station in Boston, which is not the ideal venue to consume anything. If I give my actual order, I'm going to show my ass twice. Like it's just like it is such a fucking weird order. There. Tell tell me what to order. You could you could give me your order and then tell me like for a a Dunkin' Neophyte. 
or a Duncan uh, oppositionalist. I like jelly order. donuts, which like apparently is like like saying you like Phantom Menace to Star Wars fans. Like I don't fucking understand why it's like I first off I like Phantom Menace. The pod racing scene is sick, and um, but like the jelly donut thing, I don't understand the hatred for it. But I like their jelly donuts; they're really good. Nothing about it tastes like real fruit. That's the appeal. Nothing wrong with jelly donuts. Um, when I go to Donut Plant, I get the peanut butter and jelly donut. Like. I, I keep it consistent in that, but their chocolate frosted or not chocolate frosted, just their chocolate glazed donut is fucking unimpeachable. Like it's just a great donut at Dunkin' Donuts. Wait, is the donut chocolate or the, the glaze is chocolate? The donut's chocolate. The glaze is just regular glaze. Interesting. Because like my typical donut order is the like chocolate frosted raised. Like, so like, yeast donut. you gotta go cake so donut at Dunkin'. Like you can't go yeast. Okay, this this may be my my pitfall because I've never gone cake donut at Dunkin' before. Yeah, their cake donuts are great. And uh, if you're going bagel, I go cinnamon raisin with uh, bacon on bacon egg and cheese on cinnamon raisin. Okay, you're losing me. You're losing me very quickly. It's not any different than getting like uh, like pancakes and bacon and eggs and like the syrup gets mixed in with all that shit. It's not like it's like crazy sweet. It's just like a little bit sweet every now and then. Um, it's kind of like a McGriddle, but. Uh, griddles are good yeah see it's the same same idea like it just sounds weirder but just go with their everything bagel or their sesame bagel bacon egg and cheese it's great it's not again not a bacon egg and cheese like bodega style like that's not what you're getting when you get that you're is getting, it a folded egg or a fried egg it's a little disc but it's like a fried it's like a microwave in a disc it's like the puck that you get on a McMuffin sort of but it's flatter because it's a ba- it's bagel size not muffin size oh so you gotta increase the area the bacon's really good too, and they also at one point uh, decided just to put bacon in a little like fry container, and you could just order bacon like French fries. That was special. Um, <laughs> but I feel like we've gone on too long. Welcome back to Blowout. It's me and Reed today. No Albert again. Unfortunately, he is he is down with the sickness. He, uh, you know, I, I, I feel bad putting him out there, but I, it's okay because he's already made a TikTok about having COVID. So uh, Albert is down for the count at the moment. Feel better, Albert. We're pulling for you. Get that Paxlovid. There's like 200,000 people that follow him there and not nearly, not nearly that many. We're not, we're not blowing up his spot. It'll be fine. Oh, these are the elite. These are the elite listeners. Exactly. You've got a, a couple of reels here today. Do you want to give us a, a walkthrough of, of, of what you saw and what you shared? <laughs> yeah, like no, because so my like my discover page or like the little like area where they suggest you like the five reels on Instagram, like when you're scrolling down and they give you like the little five section of things to watch. Um, I still have yet to go to the reels page. That's just terrifying to me. Like when I go, it's always against my will. I've done it on accident. Uh, I well, panic. Like the, and sh- the swipe was, was misinterpreted. Yeah. I panic and just like close the app, but those like little fives are easy to digest. And there's this like one dude, I won't name him because I'm sure he's just like, trying his best out there uh he keep- i'll name him you sent it because <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna link these these reels so people can know what we're talking oh, that's about. fine i mean to be honest i can't remember his name i think it's like noah something it's noah all tank okay there it is he keeps giving these fashion hacks and like some are like absolutely absurd over the top like why the fuck are you doing this quote-unquote mm-hmm. hacks and other are like uh want a great look for summer wear a white shirt jeans and white sneakers um so like there's there's nothing in the middle by the way like there there is just these two extremes he has hundreds of thousands of followers or at least like six figures people are watching these things like crazy they've like hit some sort of algorithmic gold mine i can't understand it i keep watching them out of anger and so they keep feeding me more which is like something that i I can't escape. My algorithm is just a disaster. It's like these videos, this like one weird chef who cooks in a mask. I, I don't cook very much. Don't know how this happened. Uh, this machine that crushes metal and 
Oh, I've seen that one with like the the rotating like uh, jaws that go in and it just like eats anything that you throw into it. 15 a day. I can't stop clicking on these. And then uh, the last one are like capybara videos, which are completely understandable. But these like fashion advice videos have completely taken over. And the same way that uh, I know people who like hate follow mommy blogs, like I have a bunch of friends that do this. I feel like this has happened to me with like MFA, like men's fashion advice. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, tell, tell me what we're seeing here. What is Noah all tank doing or what are Noah's all tank doing? Cause there's two of them here. He primarily traffics in uh slim and oversized looks. Like that's like the, what like he likes to show off what they both, they both look fucking the same to me every time. Like I feel like the fucking office, this is the same picture meme, but the ones that are like particularly egregious, there's one where he takes hair ties and like loops up his sweatshirt and then folds it in on itself to crop it, which is like, it, I can't imagine the amount of embarrassment that would happen if that thing just like popped out and you had a little tail, but like, like, okay, whatever. There's another one where he's just running his sweatshirt through his belt loops, which again is mystifying mm-hmm. to me. Like, I feel like uh, like everyone has tried to figure out like a non like a shitty fitting shirt situation by like finding somewhere to tuck it, but like either belt loop or pant or something like that. And you just like give up halfway through because you're like, fuck ever. Like we've committed. We're out of the house and I can't turn back now. Um, But he's like really driving it through. I don't know if he's anchoring it with a knot, but like leaving nothing to fucking chance. I think it's a sweater or a sweatshirt, too, that he's doing this to. It's a hoodie hoodie. The most insane thing that he does, though, by far, is he grabs a couple maxi pads and lines and lines his button down shirt as a sweat hiding hack. Like, this is something that everybody should be fucking doing. And I was like, I can't stop watching these things. I've gone deep into the profile now because I'm a psycho and like a fucking I like I'm like a self masochist. I don't even know what like this is the Internet, right? Like, this is what happens to us. But at the same time, like, unless everyone is doing this the same way I am, there are people that are absolutely, like, taking from this. And I need to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It's like the... I haven't been able to really stop thinking about them since you shared them with us. And, you know, the uh, more of, like, the uh, the craft of what he's doing, that he, like, doubles himself. Where in the video where there's like one of him that's like the the uneducated like fool, the uh, the total chump there that doesn't know how to pull his sweatshirt through the belt loops and like looking over at another copy of himself doing the thing like seeing the genius like Prometheus the firebringer there of like how to keep your sweatshirt there. And yeah, it, it's. It, it, I don't know. It's very visually appealing. It's like got a certain like uh, theatricality to it that is easy to digest. And you can just like watch, you know, like uh, eight of these in a minute. It's yeah, beyond digestible. I think uh, yeah, I forgot to discuss format. The format of these is either one of two things. He's either standing there doing yes, what you said, like there's two of him and one is like the idiot and one is the the one who is yeah, Prometheus, the firebringer. And then mm-hmm. There's the other one where he's apparently bought a uh, walking, like a desk treadmill, like a treadmill that you can walk on without the bar that goes below your desk. And I know I only know what this is because like someone in my office had this when we used to go into the office Um, and he walks alongside himself to demonstrate two different looks and he just like does like a runway walk looking head forward and no, the, the addictive quality. I remember my friend who's been like, on the beginning, he's been on first month, I swear to God, of every social app that's popped up since Twitter. Um, but he was like trying to explain to me what TikTok was early on in the pandemic. And he was like, you have no idea how addicting these videos are. And I was like, what is an addicting? Like, I do not understand like that concept. I, it doesn't feel good, but yes, these are addicting. Like, I can't stop watching them once I start watching them. Like, Yeah, there's like a Buster Keaton type quality to them. Um, all disrespect to Buster Keaton in that, but yeah, like it's it. They're they're decently well produced, even though what he's like the information is completely uh, inscrutable. 
but it, it got me thinking about you know like how how are our children learning how are the is our children learning these days with regards to to fashion because like from our indigo ivory tower here of people that have been inculcated in this shit for far too long like i feel like we each had our like i don't know weird awkward like learning like bambi type phases and then it was like okay this is the we figured out sort of what we like and what we don't like and can move on from there but for kids these days or just anyone these days like people like noah altink like that i imagine there's a lot of people that that's their first like exposure to it and they see that and they don't realize it's ridiculous or maybe you know ridiculous is entirely subjective um but yeah like these early fashion educators i feel like are the most important because that's just where people are picking up the like little bits that they feel like they need to move on with their lives um not like us because you know if everyone thought about it as much as us the economy wouldn't work and we wouldn't have there's exactly as much as many of as us as as there needs to be as the economy can tolerate (laughs) but uh yeah i mean it it seems like this guy tucking his hoodie into his belt loops is like the next generation He's, he's the one who's teaching the next generation of clothing weirdos and it made me a little reminiscent of like when I first became, I guess, fashion aware or at least aware of fashion on the internet and the discussion and education surrounding it on the internet. Um, that stopped me if I've, I've told this story before, but it was uh, like I first became like raw denim aware on a trip to Japan in 2010 uh, while I was in college and like was in Isetan, the big department store, and like walking all the floors because a professor told me to do that in Japanese history. And I was like, oh, why are all these Levi's $300? And then a Japanese guy dressed like James Dean told me about like narrow shuttle looms and reverse engineering uh, like Levi's to sell to the Japanese market because they liked vintage denim so much. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't have any money to buy these, but it's like I'm going to go back and like learn more about this. And that's how I ended up on Super Future and Style Forum and all of those early message boards was like, the the Noah all tank equivalent in like 2010 2011 um and other blogs like well spent and ACL and you have broken the internet and like rar denim that still at now like we're the ones where you could learn more yeah I mean it is a bummer we don't have Albert here to discuss because I feel like he does and this isn't just uh because he's our co-host but I do think he does a good job of like a lot of stuff that is uncomplicated. He doesn't make, he's just like, just fucking wear it. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, you wear jean shorts, put them on and button them. Um, Mm -hmm. like, which I do think is, is a solid approach to, to what we're dealing with in this current, like this current cycle, whatever the fuck, this current vibe shift, whatever the fuck we want to call it. Um, like I use it wrong there, David, but no, like, I Mm -hmm. think, um, my acceptable, like mine came from like a, a few different areas probably. Cause like I used to go walk around on in like lower Manhattan, but like on bleaker when bleaker still was like kind of cool. Like I loved Gant rugger. I remember. And I think it was just sort of like a, I was like, why do people look better in clothes? Like I'm like, you know, like I'd see like an editorial and I'd be like, they look sick. Why don't I look like that? in the clothes I have, if that makes sense. And it was like starting to figure out like, Oh, it's because like they're wearing a specific piece of clothing as stupid as that sounds. You know, it's like, yeah, if I only had this one pair of pants, like it would solve everything in my life. But I think even, the, even on a more fundamental level, like it didn't, it didn't really like give, if you saw like, like if I just saw like a, like this is probably like 2010. So it's like the beginning of that, like fucking like, you know, like raw, like, yeah, the raw denim flannel shirt shit going on Red Wings, Aaron Levine on a continuous lean. Um, and it would have been like, I'd be like, well, I got jeans and I got a flannel. Why don't I look like that right like it's like it wasn't like there was Mm -hmm. like very little recognition on on my part that like the reason that people looked cool in the things they had were also like they were cool they wore them confidently but it also was because they were looking for specific things like it'd just be like why doesn't my cardigan look like that sick cardigan i see you know like whatever new york times style section and like i like it took a second to put two and two together that like 
clothes were different. And again, I know that sounds insane, but it would just be like for a long time, I was just like, jeans are jeans. I go to the mall and I grab jeans. Mm -hmm. I like these ones because everyone likes these ones, like whatever it is. Even though I probably like was a little more discerning with Nike, like because I worked at a Nike and I like sneakers from the time I was like five. But um, when it came to regular clothes, no, like I don't think it took like, yeah. So like I started wandering out there. Um, when I was working at J crew, I remember I would like see people on like customers a lot of times just cause like they would come on the, like a lot of like folks from Japan and England and shit would come on their way out of town. And all of a sudden I'd be like, damn, their gray pants look sicker than my gray pants. Like I bet they have different mm-hmm. gray pants than me. And then, then it was all through like, yeah, I mean, well spent, which I ended up writing at, but like four pins was definitely fundamental as folks could probably, oh yeah you yeah, know I mean, it was just like that type of stuff but i think like gq i was always like i was always like a long-form journalism nerd and so i loved like there was a bunch of writers i liked when i was in high school that worked there but i think like actually like starting to read like some like glenn o'brien shit and like never actually like applying it but being like oh like what is a tailor like why would i need one it's like oh shit i'm short like this is probably helpful um, like those types of things were probably involved in the, like probably just like a more mainstream style on my end. Yeah. It's funny. You talk about like, uh, like jeans or jeans. And that was like sort of the, the pre enlightenment idea that I had too of like, Oh, it doesn't matter. I can get them from like Levi's or American Eagle or like pack sun or any of these things. Like it's a commodity. But uh, once you have, it's sort of like the way that I think like a lot of people consume wine or like if you become an audiophile, something like you have your eyes open and you can't close them again as much as like you may want to Yeah, in some ways. Um, but yeah, like for me, when I was like on these blogs and, and like on these forums and reading about like, oh, this is a type of denim that you can only find at this one store and you have to basically like make a pilgrimage to go see it and experience it and know that like the difference that you're describing of like these two gray pants are not created equal these two blue pants are not created equal and yeah like that was sort of teased by um blogs which feel like it's it's a different experience than what you're getting on instagram or tiktok or other places where i feel like that education is happening now i also wish albert could be here to have more discussion as our, our tiktok maven um but yeah, like it's that much more visceral in terms of presenting clothing because like you can see it move and like actually see it in rather than just these like smaller static images. But also it feels like the mystique is a little bit removed from it because um, it doesn't feel as geeky. Um, but I don't know, it's like you... You couldn't do a thing like Noah Altank like on a blog in 2011. Well, I think that was sort of what I was getting at with like the site, like where we're at within this cycle too, though, is that like, that was sort of, that was like coming into it from like, those forums were super helpful when I would go to them, but there was also a gatekeepiness, like where people wouldn't, it wasn't like, you know, people would tell you where they got things, but they wouldn't always explain it. Like it would just be like, here's a link. You know, like, mm-hmm. here's a story, here's this thing, here's that, you know, like, but it wasn't like, there was this sort of like, uh, what's that mountain, like that quote from the, I don't even know if it was Evan Hillary, but it's like, if you have to ask why I wanted to climb Everest, you wouldn't understand the answer. Because it's there. Yeah, you know, but it's like, but it's like, yeah, because it's there, but it's like, I feel like it's like one of those, like, you wouldn't understand the answer if you're wondering why this stuff would like, you know, like why we give a shit, like. They absolutely, there was explanation. It wasn't like that exclusive, but there was definitely like a less like, let's bring this to the masses than like, let's talk about stuff we love with other people that love this, this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I guess less education and more commiseration, if that makes sense. We're like, yeah, that there was a a decent amount of gatekeeping, as you say, on places like Superfuture. And that was like part of the reason why I wanted to start at Raw Denim in 2012 was like, oh, this is the place where like they read all those super future threads about samurai jeans. They read all like 87 pages of it and picked out, you know, the 500 words of actual information that you need from like people flaming each other uh, in these messages. So the information's all there. It's just not accessible. And there was like a certain like 
hazing element of it of like you had to go through that shit in order to understand what it was that it, the, the information was much more rarefied and as someone selling it like there also was like a hazing like by the way like wearing jeans like to this day wearing raw denim is like a bit of self-hazing right like it's like you have, oh yeah like, there's, absolutely there's like a lot of stuff you have to go through to get the the product you're looking for like the outcome you're looking for and like this mm-hmm. is all hack related and so like i think there's like some like fundamental shift where like like those like a continuous lean or well spent or raw or like you know later heddles like these were all like places that were if they were trying to give you information like outside of like the super future context they were there to lay like this like incredibly strong foundation for what theoretically would be like a wardrobe for a lifetime right like these are like mm-hmm. well-made goods from ethical sources that are built to last and last and last and last things like there is no hacking raw denim like you you just gotta wear the shit like you know like it's the fate of the day will will sort of ex like you know explain visually and this stuff is all like how can you avoid the tailor here are two hair ties. You know, it's like, I remember when my buddy at Union Made started chopping his sweatshirts. Like, he would go get them chopped at the hem, and then they would reapply the fucking um, ribbing at the bottom. Because he was just like, everything is too fucking long um, if I buy it as baggy as I want it to. And it's like probably like 2016. And so, but he would just take them to the tailor, and it's like, you know, it's a $12 job, the same as everything else for the most part. And like, yeah, sometimes the integrity was like, not as great because it's hard to do that but like the effort was it wasn't like he was like let's do this for a day for a post kind mm-hmm. of deal so i think there was like i think there was there is a different approach to how it's being done now that i've seen at least like with these hack videos you know yeah it feels like those like life hack videos where people show you how to make like a hot glue gun out of a like mechanical pencil and a wall plug or something um, where there's like a certain novelty in just knowing that you can, even though like no reasonable person ever would. <laughs> exactly. But the this got me thinking of like what is the ideal way to learn about clothing, like as things have changed, and like what do like we at least personally think people should know about it. And for me, like I think there's two aspects to learning about clothing. There's like how to like. Uh, Knowing what you need to know to express yourself in the way that is most authentic to you through your clothing, and then like how to responsibly consume it. Um, and they're they're two very very different things. And I think like the way that you learn about them is also different. So like for the the first part about how to express yourself through clothing is like it's a very personal thing. Like our opposition to dress codes is there's there's no objectively correct way to do it. And that varies from person to person. But sort of like with language, you know, you have to have a certain vocabulary to know how to best communicate what you want to say in it. And if your vocabulary is limited, it also limits like what you can express of like you can't dress in a way that you're not familiar with, even though that's the one that might resonate the most with you. Um, so having a background on what styles and options exist is, I think, is extremely important and is a lot more than what a lot of people I think myopically can only experience at the mall or like mainstream fashion places where like this is the, the the spectrum of what you're allowed to consume in clothing. So I'd say, yeah, like learning about different subcultures, materials, histories, like understanding what feels meaningful you to you and how you can incorporate it into how you dress is extremely important in this of just like being exposed to as much as you possibly can. Like what you're talking about or you were like walking around uh, lower Manhattan being like, oh, I don't know you could dress that way or that looks better than me. I like the, the jeans that I have and I don't know why. Um, yeah, as I said, like I didn't know this type of clothing that like kind of devoted like a big part of my life to for the last like 10 years didn't exist. I didn't know it existed until I was about 20. And yeah, can keep learning more every single day. Like it's a continuing process and you'll never be able to know everything. But the more that you understand and it's the more that you can incorporate and like try to improve what feels meaningful and right to you the expression part of this is like is genuinely interesting because like to me at least because it's like none of these things like like they call they're called style hacks right but it's like 
style theoretically is an individual expression, even though like we could definitely debate whether that is even like, remotely the case any anymore. Um, but I, I do think that this is like a very weird, like homogenized version of, of whatever that is, where it's like how to get this look. Like you've seen this look on your feed. Here's how to do it with the stuff in your closet, which like is kind of what we're talking about to an extent, but it's not like there's like zero discussion of whether it's resonating with you or not. Like, I mean, obviously it is somewhat like if you want to like, you know, do the thing, like it is probably resonating with you to some degree, but like, it's not like you're having this, like I dressed one way. Now I'm dressing another, like, Oh my God, I want to like, that's like, that's awesome. I love that shit. Like you had in the, in the store in Japan, you know, like, it's like, I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's more like, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's like, what time you jump into the, into the water is is sort of what's debated right now among that stuff like which is by the way i think one of the reasons that like some of the less hat like and i mean hacky probably actually in both senses to be honest like but like hacky and like hack shit and like life or like fashion hack like i think the ones that are less focused on that like albert and like some of the other folks that he works with do provide like a far better base for what to do. Like, I think like one of the cool things is, is like if you're living not in a big city or not in somewhere where you're like super fashion forward, you can sort of look what folks are wearing and get that. Like, I just saw so-and-so at a mall, like, you know, some guy like where I was working at a store in a big city where it's like, you can, you can't pull from that. If you're like, you know, living in a city without a big store, like where people are kind of coming through that are giving a shit about that. So yeah, it's like a culture is more homogenous that you have to seek it out online yeah. or, or travel to the place where people are dressing differently. But, or even like, you know, it's like not everyone has access to Bushwick where I can sort of see like 25 mm-hmm. different fucking trends in the same exact bar within like a three year demographic window, you know, like age wise. And, you know, like I can pull from that, whether I want, like, you know, if I want to or, or not, but like, and then I do think that like the declining number of independent retailers that allow you to touch the shit is a huge problem. Because it's like, you know, it's just like the consolidation, like we were sort of talking about of everything at the top now where it was like, you know, it's like, this is the way to style the Balenciaga sneakers. And it's like, the fuck reason do I have to style the Balenciaga sneakers? Like, why do I even like, like, this is like, it's not even an assumption, like, it's like just an assumption that everyone is wanting those. And I think the Mm -hmm. more and more you see them, you ended up getting hypnotized into that shit anyway. And it's like less of like a selecting process and more of just like a Pavlovian response being like, Yes, to get the likes on the feed, you need the, the shoes. And it's like, I think that's where the expression is happening, unfortunately, right? Where it's like, that's where you get like the 14 people dressing the same memes, you know, mm-hmm. like whether it's like the guys wearing those skinny, super tight jeans with white sneakers and like a lot of ankle showing, you know, where you see like 14 of them with big shirts. Um, yeah. Or like the ALD clones that you see fucking everywhere around here. Like if I go to Lot Radio and there's like 14 people wearing like shallow crown caps with, you know, uh, like fucking double knees and a tote. Like, you know, like the, it all sort of does feel like you're just like, and you always did slot into a category. I don't think this is fucking new, but like it does. Yeah, feel, I think there's always people that have bought the kit. Yeah, um, but now I feel like. For the, lack of a better term. Uh, completely now i think it's being sold as a paint by numbers more than it was like you got to learn how to paint on this canvas the way it was before right mm-hmm. like there was way more trial and error yeah because like it, you're there were less opportunities to see it fully put together and i think that trial and error process also like allows for middle ground that you probably don't mm-hmm. get here right where it's just like someone's like man i tried the super wide pants didn't work for me but we are abandoning skinny jeans you know, like that type yeah. of thing, like where it's just like, it's sort of like cooking of like, are you going to follow the recipe to a T or are you going to like, but once you cook it enough times, you're going to start adding in things or making some mistakes and like finding ones that you like more. Yeah. And you make it your own, you know, like there's like a little yeah. bit more expression within there, but yeah, I think like the recipe is a decent analogy. You're just like, yeah, it's like the kit. It's just the kit has zero expression though. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I think is different is like the intentionality of the the consumer on like a blog, you had to like go in and type in like www.well-spent.com in order to go there and like see what they were writing about. Whereas now that everything's on a feed, you can consume more passively and go like, oh, I'm going to get continuous updates 
And I think that's a benefit for this style of like, it's not just like I go in, I get the information I need, then I go out and I don't think about it again. Or it's like a middle ground between being hyper obsessive and checking like every new post that was on RAR Denim or ACL or put this on um, and just having them like passively show up to you and while still staying somewhat uh, in the know. Um, Second part, consuming responsibly is a thing that I feel like a lot of people want to do but is way more difficult even than the very difficult part of like figuring out your self-expression. Even though it's a lot more objective, like getting the information to like actualize on it is I think so much harder. Because like as much as every brand wants to tell you like they're doing things ethically and environmentally conscious, like buying clothing is inherently a harmful activity. And uh, like clothing production in our current system like contributes to global warming, pollutes water supplies, exploits garment workers. And, you know, like what we talked about with PFAs a while back of like it even harms the people that consume the clothing itself. Um, and more often than not, it ends up in a landfill. Um, on the flip side of that, like it's more harmful, I think, to walk around naked. Um, so we got to get clothing from somewhere. And unlike being forced to like buy a faceless like commodity that truly is a commodity like you go to the gas pump and know like oh i'm not support i don't like the things i'm supporting by pumping gas but like the way most of this country is structured i sort of have to do it with clothing like some of it is less harmful than others and some of it's more harmful than others and i figuring out what that is and where something falls in the spectrum is really really difficult and it's hard to get a square answer for it um yeah, I mean, organic Ex cotton was the solution for a long time until we found out how much water required to produce organic cotton, right? Oh, and then half of it, more than half of it was a lie. Yeah, it just and wasn't then, organic. And like, the people certifying organic cotton were just, like, getting paid off and saying, like, yeah, it's organic, why not? Um, I mean, I, I think, like, we've talked about this in the past, that the only real ethical way to uh, consume clothing is secondhand. Because, like, it's not sending the price signal back to make more of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, y you can't have what is it, like almost 8 billion people like wearing each other's clothes. You can, but like you eventually have to make more of it. Um, so if you're going to buy new stuff and yeah, even I do as little as I consume, I still do buy new stuff. Educating yourself on what that is, is difficult and is you have to investigate like the brands you're considering in their supply chain. You have to like read scientific studies about like fabric dyes and different washing techniques. You have to look at labor laws in a variety of different countries now they're applied. Like it's completely insane the like level of information that you have to it's skull crushing of like what you have to know to be a conscious consumer. Um or you can go to a news source that like tries to do that for you. Um, sort of like us, although I feel like we don't have the resources to do that as effectively as like is need be to actually make some of those decisions. And ultimately others that are like, and you're ultimately relying on a perspective that isn't your own, you know, or, or like a truly, like there's just no one that has the resources to provide like a truly top down perspective on that. Right. Like, it's just like, it's even, yeah. even then it's like, like what, who does have, like WWD might have the resources. They're not focusing on it, but like. I mean, even they don't really have the resources no. to follow all this stuff of like the companies themselves, they don't have the ability to do it. The only ones that maybe would were the would like be the federal government, but uh, they've got bigger fish to fry. They got to get the prices at the pump down. Um, but yeah, so like that aspect of it, I think it's like that's at least how I bifurcate like learning about clothing is like how to do it in a way that feels meaningful to you and how to do it in a way that like harms the least. Um. And yeah, finding that information is difficult. You you could find both of them on your TikTok feed if you curate it well enough. Or like Albert covers a decent amount of this stuff. Um, and I do think that like when in doubt, consider scale. Like I think mm -hmm. it's like pretty like it's pretty straightforward. Like you might not be able to figure out how much harm like a small brand is like, you know, they might be using the exact same fucking dyeing methods as some of these like huge massive ones, but it's just like, if you do truly want to like figure out how to reduce the negative impact, like, cause it's like you said, eliminating it is basically impossible, but it's just like, you know, you just buy small brands, 
like small, small, like your smaller batch. Like if you can scale it down, scale it down. Like, you know, any of these ones that are not producing at an H and M shine, sheen, shine, uh, shine, you know, level clip. It's like, that's, Boo-hoo. that's better. You know, J crew is better than boohoo. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's like something in between, you know, what we talk about in J crew. Yeah. Uh, ALD, but <laughs> Noah. Yeah, Noah. That is that is a good. Uh, you know, we're back so, to Noah all tank. You know, and so yeah. Apologies, <laughs> sorry, man. But yeah, like that's um, the way that I would recommend going about it, and just consuming more intentionally. Because like, if you don't know everything, like you can't buy much anything. And yeah, it's like buying smaller brands is better if you can afford to do it. Because like. You aren't going to find someone that's making like a hundred units of shorts like that they can match like the $8 pair that H&M is selling. So that goes back to like be more intentional with your purchases even because they will probably be high dollar if you follow this path. And yeah, then like repair them, wear them a long time. But I don't know, it's a drum that we bang a lot here and uh, thank you for listening to us bang it again. Anything more you'd like to to add there, Reed, to, uh, for someone starting their their clothing journey? Yeah, wear what you like. It's like that's it. Wear what you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that is, is like as much as you can distill it down to, and like like has a lot of meaning for a lot of different people. Yeah, and like what you wear. Also, I know it sounds like silly, but it's just like I don't know, man. I feel like some people. Some people are like, you know, like, oh, where would I like? And like, still like, they definitely look like a trend hopping clown. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they you act- really like that. Yeah. The, you like it or do you like the trend? Like, I think that's like an important thing to distinguish. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's like that and that, you know, it's like, do you, do you like being part of a wave or do you actually like the giant rubber red wings that you bought because Kanye, you know, like has been wearing nothing but those things like. You know, it is, it, I think it's just like, figure that out before you, before you start riding any of these things. Sage advice. Well, you know what I would like is to go to the bathroom. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with some hopefully less harmful product. Hopefully. We live in a fast paced world. Sometimes. You just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the new membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code extra blowout. My god, I have like more rant. It's like it is this like new nerd shit where like you nerd out on the most popular shit. Like what the fuck? Like when we were nerds back in the day, we were nerding out on shit that was hard to find. That was like part of like the fucking like goddamn tantric experiences. You'd be looking for some damn thing for two months, like piece of information or equipment or the fuck ever it was. And you, you like now it's just like, Oh my God, I love Marvel so much. I've seen it all. It's like, dude, like fucking you and 300 million people, you know, like a tough investment to make, you know, emotionally. It's like our emotional investments were terrifying. Like this, it's just like these emotional investments are like the fucking weakest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It is somehow the lamest nerd shit. Like nerd shit got cool. And then everyone was like, let's nerd out on the most fucking mainstream. This gets back to that dumb rant I did on fucking Eminem shoes a couple weeks ago. <laughs> what the oh, I'm such a nerd. I just fuck. love, I love the Avengers. Yeah, right. Like, aren't I such a, aren't I such a geek guys? This is like the lowest stake nerd shit. Like when we were kids, like when is the, He's like baseball express catalog going to come so I can look at gloves that aren't available at big five, you know, like, man, would I scour Yahoo auctions for baseball cards because it's like, and by the way, like it wasn't like 35 kids in my class liked the same shit. It was like three of you and you kept that shit a secret. If you thought you're going to get your ass beat, like now it's like, oh my God, like, oh, I love, I'm so into fashion, dude. I have 42 pairs of white sneakers that I copped off feed. Shut the fuck up. Dude, it's, it's a movement. No, oh my God. It's just like, you can't even have a critical fucking thought about it. Jesus Christ. It's like, oh my God. 
the ALD thing is hilarious because like at least ALD is making good shit, but it's just like, there's like, like it is like, it's like, I've, I've wanted a, like something from every drop, you know, it's like, I like this stuff. Like they're like, they're mining the right influences, but like, oh, this, like, I swear to God, if I see one more scoop hem on someone that fuck it is like, I love fashion. I'm sick. I'm like, do you like, I like, I, you know, like, it's like, I'm into like, like, like clothes, sneakers. Like I really like sneakers. And it's like, you have like nine pairs of the same fucking Air Max silhouette. Like just get the fuck out of here. Everyone's into sneakers. Bella Hadid was on sneaker shopping. You know, it's quiet. Your fucking sneaker habit. Hey, whatever you like, whatever makes you happy and whatever works. Oh, none of it makes me happy. And I'm not sure any of it works, but it's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Love you, Reed. All right. Well, we're back. I have a new idea that I wanted to fucking pitch on this thing because those fucking clog posits. I want to do new, new, old, like two new things. One thing we want back. Like one thing that we Ooh, can't I like find that, idea. that we want back in our lives. Like it doesn't need to be all of us, but it's just like one of those things. We just need to make an impassioned plea to no one exi- in existence. That's it. That's all. You got one of those right now? I want the clog posits. Oh, Nike clog posit neutral gray? No. It needs to be the fucking urban camo, man. Or the fucking digi camo. <laughs> like, there's not a second alternative. This is from 2000? Ahead of its time. Oh, this looks like something you know, like Master Chief would wear to the shower. Is that a... I can't... Like, is that the highest compliment you've ever paid a garment? Or what, am I missing something? I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's like like swim shoes for someone who's really into Halo or like is gonna join the Marines when they turn seventeen. Dude, these are the like I I don't understand. I I mean, you've presented flaws since, but like I just as far as association is concerned. But like for folks at home, we're talking about the clog posit from Nike. Uh, I, I have very little context around this product. It was uh, it was released in 2000. It has a... Uh, so the foam posits were an injection mold. And this one is uh, foam on the outside. And then it's got a digital camo piece of cloth on the top. It is unclear what's below it. If it's like nothing, if it's neoprene, if it's foam. If it's foam, fuck that. They didn't have that. But on the on the regular foam posits, I don't really know how it works, and it's not like the most comfortable material. But these things, as David said, yeah, they look like Master Chief shower shoes. <laughs> um, and I don't understand how they ever fell out of favor with the folks at Nike. Like this, to me, is like they're backless; they're full fucking clog. Um, the name, the name also is a thing that like, I thought it was a, like a street name that you gave it of like, no one would, would in their right mind would like name a, a release shoe, the clog posit. Like when I called Birkin, the PVC Birkenstocks, Birkencrocs. Yeah. Oh, I, I got a pair of those. Oh, you got the, don't, do not let those things unattended on a windy day. They will blow away. That was the biggest, Fair. that was the biggest complaint we used to get at the store is like I was at the beach and one of these things just fucking took off 40 feet like a sail. See, this was the this was where I was that I was debating between the Crocs and uh, between getting like the uh, a pair of jellies. I was considering buying jelly sandals for my trip, and I landed on getting the uh, Birkin Crocs. That's smart. They're light. They can fold into themselves. They turn into like little. You can- yeah, they're light. That was the thing that like was holding me up on the Crocs is that they're like they're uh, they take up a lot of volume. You can like shove stuff into them. But it'd be difficult to dry them. A care, you just carabiner, dude. Just carabiner. The little the sport mode part. You just run the carabiner. You stick it off the back. Everyone knows you're a Croc supporter. Big, big positive. Um. But yeah, clog, clog posits. Nike. All the all the folks who listen to this at Nike. Um, we know you do, Tinker. I don't really know what's going on. Hey, they on. fixed their map. Like in b- between when we recorded and when we released our our show on that, yeah, you know if we so got someone, someone's on the inside. If here. we got ears on the ears on the inside, bring back the clog posit. Um, preferably made at one of the factories, staffed correctly. Mm. 
Preferably. Preferably not made by teenagers. Yeah, I mean, I want them so bad that I might be uh, art from artist situation here. But, uh, you know, we all do what we do. What's new? What new product we got, David? That was old product. We got one that I think you would like that I saw this and I was like, I think this is this is a read thing. This is a this is a cardigan Barnes cardigan by the same people that did that, like Diner California roll, like weird, like short sleeve sweatshirt. They've got the the shaggy dog cardigan, which is much more than like the shaggy dog, like Shetland sweater. This thing, uh, it, it like the, the the first thing that came to my mind was Cookie Monster Cobain. So this reminds me a lot of the Mo- the Monadale Shaggy Shaggy joint um, that I got, which I fucking love. So yes, I do love this. Um, it looks like a bath mat in all the best kind of ways. Mm-hmm. It's matted in a way that like wouldn't otherwise normally seem attractive, but yeah, it's like a dog that hasn't been combed um, in like six months. Yeah, and uh, it's it's all the gray is good. We like the gray. Um, oh, I do like this this monthly it. one. It's like one of my favorite, one of my favorite things I have. Very heavy. Oh, yeah, the ribbing on the um, the the placket and around the neckline that's very very cool. It's great. It's uh, they did a really good job on it. Um, but yeah, I like this this gray one. Uh, I feel like I probably could get more wear out of because it's a little less identifiable. I'm not like the like the electric Kool-Aid acid test cardigan guy. It's also like, it has like the a Jim Carrey Grinch type texture to it. There it and is. I think it, it should have come in Cookie Monster and Grinch color. There it is. I would have appreciated that. We, we workshopped it around. That is the correct, that's what it is. It's Grinch. Grinch texture. It's the Grinch. Not Max, Grinch. Live action mm-hmm. Jim Carrey version, specifically. <laughs> Coming to a Whoville near you soon. What's the what's the price conversion on it? It's not bad. I think it it's one sixty. Not bad. Looks very nice too. Don't go near an open yeah. flame, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's like all synthetic? It well, it's like twenty three percent wool, forty eight percent acrylic, twenty six percent nylon, three percent poly. So yeah, the thing would melt onto your skin in like a, a New York minute. Next thing. Long sleeve Hawaiians. I didn't know this was a thing, but I was looking at the Hinoya site and just like looking at the different items there because I'm trying to buy a denim shirt, like a, a another Snap Western before I leave. And I just saw of like long sleeve Western as a product category that they have on Hinoya. And it is extremely cursed, extremely cursed. Like, I don't know what it is about adding like another, you know, foot of sleeve onto a Hawaiian shirt. I hate this. But it's, it feels perverse it feels so fucking wrong i I fucking hate this i had to close the window once i'm reopening it (laughs) like i literally like i reflexively was just like nope i'm out like yeah i don't know what it is because i feel like most of these would work short sleeve but now that they like added full sleeves onto it it just seems that much more like m'lady like neck beard type thing so i had this sleepy jones like pajama top that i got from union made a while back that i used to wear i don't know what happened to it otherwise i'd probably still be wearing it as just like a regular going out shirt but it's just navy blue with like white piping but these look like the little kid version of that for some reason like they look like they should have like a pant option that's not fit for for the outdoor Hmm. a little bit to me like christmas pajamas like it looks like someone should be yeah i could see that as a suit it might work yeah, maybe it's a bit like it looks like someone should be crying opening gifts in these. <laughs> like, I, and why do they have like some of them have like there's one that's reversible, maybe? I don't even know. Like, there's something yeah. about the fullback. These are know. like mostly rayon. Like, what is the use case for a long sleeve rayon shirt? There isn't one. Who would ever want that? Look, I'm also, by the way, I'm sure there's like someone that's absolutely fucking killing these. Uh, like just looking great in them, but yeah, this is a uh, this is one of those like double black diamond expert level purchases. Proceed with caution. And I could also see like uh, Prada just like coming out with a bunch of shirts that look like this and like figuring out a way to style well, look, it. Look, if Harry Styles wears it, it'll be fine. But like, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, this is like somewhat SLP. Yeah, like adjacent. It just doesn't work. 
here in in this this context. They also, I think, needed. This is like one of those like uh, on figure is necessary. Like you got to shoot your shot, even if you fuck up. It can't be worse than these laydowns. <laughs> like there's just no. I mean, even if you have that weird butt thing, but with the back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the guy's wearing it. It, it doesn't look good because it's like styled with Hinoya stuff. It's like styled with jeans. Uh, it, it looks very strange. Yeah, it does have a pajama-esque quality to it. Oof, yeah. That it's are... like, you know, it was like Hawaiian week at the state hospital. Yeah, and you gotta go far to find someone in it, huh? Yeah. A luau night at the state hospital. Thank you. Um, similarly, there's another one that uh, I think is also a swing and a miss. It's a Burgess Plus collab with Clutch Cafe pullover denim western shirt. That it's a half zip denim western shirt. It looks like it's a great shirt. I would wear this if not for the zip. I don't know like what this is because like having a zip like that just makes my like chest hair start to like stand up on on edge in anticipation. I think it could maybe work if the zip went all the way to the bottom and made it a jacket. But what it is like, I'm sorry. It's like 98% of the way there, but that zipper is just like the drop of blood in that glass of milk. Like, I do not want to drink it. You know those like garbage disposals, clothing stores that near college campuses, like usually like a block away that just have like, they have like every kind of clothes, but like they're all like, they'll like just like sew a hoodie, like a hood onto a flannel shirt and they'll like put a zip front and they'll just be like, here, here's seven things in one. I don't know. <laughs> you have, you have like... $32 to spend on clothes this year. Get four pieces that this thing just looks like it came, like it came out of one of those kind of in a weird way where they're just like, I don't know, like throw a zipper on it. It'll be fun. Like I can't because with the yoke in the front, like you look like a playing card. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't like it. Like like the neck, like it looks like you said, like all the stuff looks pretty good. It's just like fucking yeah. I like the two tone stitching on it. The, the the pearl snaps look good. The the neppiness of the denim looks really great. But it's just like oh god, I can't get away. This from really that. is like when a good collab goes wrong. Like this is like they're like we have to figure out how to make this shirt different. It's like let's put a zipper on it all the way. No, let's stop it halfway to make it fucking useless. Makes no sense. I love a quarter zip too. Like I like one of my favorite pieces. Speaking of Mon Italy, is like this like quarter zip Mon Italy crop sweatshirt that I've had for fucking ever. And that's a yeah. I don't think it works with a collar. Quarter zips don't really work with a collar on a woven, especially on a woven on a knit. Yeah, like because you had on zero a knit, dip. it could work. But yeah, like on a like you know they're quarter zip like sweatshirts that can kind of work. But even those don't have like a point collar. No, I mean mine like kind of folds down if you want it. But like no, this is. Hard pass. No for me, dog. Yeah. All right. What you got? Just, I bought a pair of shorts from, I think it's Manreza is how you pronounce it. Uh, they did like their first comprehensive drop this past May or like their like first like collection or whatever. Um, it's, I've got, a, I got a shirt for my soon to be brother-in-law from them also like a fly fishing shirt. I cannot tell you how congratulations to your sibling. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I cannot tell you how much I love the what's they call them like the corn fuck are they called? The corn neck short. Corn neck short. And it's got like it's got a liner in it. It looks like it's got like some under armors like built into it. Got compression shorts essentially, like but they're like uh like neoprene, so they're they dry super fast. They are the best shorts I've ever fucking had. I love these things so much. Uh They've sold through in one of the colors. There's still some available in the others. Like that mesh lining problem you were talking about, completely solved with these. Like, completely solved. The nylon's a bit stretchy. I'm intrigued. Uh, they're just so good. Like, I, I don't know how else to... Uh, and the rest of the stuff from, from him is awesome also. Like, there's a pair of, like, double-knee climbing pants, like climbing-style pants, at least, that are really good. Um pair of linen shorts that are great with these like big old gusseted pockets but not cargo um that are kind of sick yeah i just wanted to shout it out is this a, a debut collection he's done a couple things i think before but i think it's like this first like actual like compre like like sort of like soup to nuts like 
actual like you know like full spectrum outerwear to accessories blowout right if we got the time i want to whine a little bit about uh, i still can't figure out what i'm packing on this trip i don't know what pants i'm taking i'm i'm all over the place on this i'm i'm hot i'm sweaty i uh don't know what buckles what doesn't uh with jeans Can we get a david's wine corner david's wine yeah did wine tasting with david mm, very fine wine you can spit it out whenever you like let's do it uh i got those shrink to fit levi's they're already too big in the waist they've stretched out too much they're they're abort abort i could buy another pair of what i've got they're also at hinoya and the yen is weak so they're only like 130 bucks for like the exact same pair that served me well the last like year solid arbitrage play i could also take this pair of lee like indigo jeans that i've been they're broken in they're 100 cotton they are a little bit like stiff rigid um, they're broken in, but not busted out yet. Or I could get some cheap uni clothes. I don't know. My my mind's all over the place on this. Yeah. I mean, I think going away for that long, like I've kind of like had a not change of heart, but like I do understand the importance, I think, of having like some totems from home, you know, like just like some things that are like some constants. If you're constantly on trains, and planes and automobiles, the fuck ever you're doing to get to Turkmenistan. Um so I do think having some familiarity, I, otherwise I'd say definitely do Uniqlo. Like if you're doing Habitat for Humanity or somewhere, you're just going to obliterate your clothing for sure. But I mean, for the most part, we go about our daily lives without destroying things that we enjoy. So it's like, I, w- I wouldn't say like be that precious, but I wouldn't take stuff on its last legs. Definitely stand behind that still. Um, if the Lees you think have some good life and whatever blowout potential there is you could darn yourself that sounds like a decent option except like rigid jeans sound miserable for daily wear let alone travel i don't know um otherwise the yen option sounds phenomenal 130 bucks is that's what i'm considering because that's one that's tried and true they're comfy they're a decent weight i know how they go yeah i might have just convinced myself of that nylon pants I'm similarly completely at sea, even more so that there's a couple options and just like outlier. I've looked at the outlier site so many times. You have anything from outlier? No. It seems like the ideal use case, but just like there's so many things that seem like they would work well, but I have no idea what to go with. It's like the future. Yes. Pants seem like the one it's like a drawstring, like, um, like lounge pant that's made out of nylon that's stretchy. I'm also intrigued by the Injects High Darts, which is like a linen uh, poly, like 50-50 blend that are high-waisted and also have stretch in them. Okay. Also, the, like, they're, like, they, they advertise the, like, slim dungarees of, like, if you need one pair of pants to travel the world, these are it. But then I don't want to, like, I'm already taking jeans. I don't want to take another pair of, like, explicitly jeans. This all does make sense. Have you tried the like the rocket dry G, like the nylon Gramichi? Because they cut them long if you don't get them cropped. Rocket and you dry always get them, G, like, 80 the bucks. shorts, or they make they pants? Make pants. Sometimes people just call them nylon. Sometimes like you can find them though. Like let's see, Gramichi Essence has them on sale. Yep. And they got them on a 6.4 model, and they're hitting the knees on the cargo version. Ooh, they got the zip off. Essence, they got the short, or the... Because I think I'm all right on shorts, maybe. I don't know. I'm having doubts. Pants, zip-offs. What are your thoughts on zip-offs? I'm very reluctant on zip-offs. Maybe I just have trauma from, like, 2002 uh, Abercrombie. Yeah, those are bad. I have... So, they have actually, like, a ton of utility climbing-wise for me. Like, uh, I actually do, like, will zip off and zip on, depending. Um, 
So I, I have a pair that I do wear like somewhat frequently. Fort mode. Yeah, from 18 East. They're great. Um, I, I like them as long as they're both like the right brand does them because then they try to make both look good. I feel like just like the Eddie Bauer LL Bean like classic is a little tough sometimes just because the shorts suck. The pants are fine usually, but then like the where where the zipper hits is super goofy. So it's like mm. it just like doesn't make it's like below the knee. Like when you zip it off, you end up like looking like Raphael Nadal circa 2004. Like it's just it's weird. Um but yeah, I mean I think the zips otherwise though. I I think they're fine like ultimately. All right, it's going in the hopper, but uh, I, in speaking of like, I'm, I think I'm going to defy the logic and I'm going to take my roper boots. I just can't, I can't separate them. I can't quit myself from them. They, they've served me too well thus far. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to tell you not to. I mean, I think, mm. I think your use case uh, argument from last week or whenever we had that when you said they were good in 95% of situations, but that excluded any, any sort of weather uh, was a tough one. And as far as packability is concerned, I do think that there are probably like things you could tie and hang over a strap. Also, they, they've got the little, like, I guess you could carry a carabiner those too. And you can like roll them up and pack them. Okay. I stand corrected. Do you? So they aren't that bad. Okay. They're like gonna take up less space than I think my 990s will in a suitcase. But yeah, it's getting towards go time as I'm like three weeks out from uh, making these decisions, and if I want to order anything from overseas, it's got to get done now. Hey, get on it! But thank you for your advice. Uh, thus concludes David Wine Corner. Not the last one, but uh, the first one. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining me today, Reed. If anyone has any questions, comments, or concerns for what they heard from us today, uh, where would you direct them? Send us an email at blowout at heddles.com. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You don't miss. Uh, we are going to have some loafers coming in from Solivare in the Heddles shop uh, in the next week. These are the tassel loafers that we've teased for a while, and they're finally available. They're going to come in soon. They're en route from merry old London. Um, or not London, merry old Southampton. Um, and yeah, you can find those at shop.heddles.com. 10% off with the code BLOWOUT. 20% off if you join Heddles Plus, so maybe do that. But uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week when Albert has recovered. All right, thank you, and bye-bye.